This is from Justin McCain, a podcast where Mike Robertson and Bob LaRue watch one critically acclaimed film and one terrible film and talk about how they are the same. Welcome to part two of Zack Snyder's Seven Samurai. Um, okay, so obviously uh, we have to talk about the similarities, but maybe just before we really get into it, we've already dropped like five. These these films, I haven't read anything that says this is true, but this really, the movie feels like an homage to Seven Samurai. It kind of seems like that's something that Zack Snyder would have done. Like in the back of his head, he was like, I'm going to make seven samurai like my oh. seven samurai and well, this was supposed to be his this was his white whale maybe well if you were tasked with making a superhero movie and you were bringing together a bunch of the most iconic superheroes specifically seven seven of them would you would not want to just pay homage to a film that you love i definitely would i think yeah well imagine someone like going back to the the namesake of our pod Imagine them making a Batman film, but kind of in the style of Citizen Kane. So it's like a sort of a mocking biopic about the wealth of Wayne Enterprises. Yeah. Yeah. It would be fun to do a nonlinear telling. Well, I mean, they kind of did that. It's called Joker, the Citizen Kane of of superhero movies. Does Stanley make a cameo in that film? He does. Yeah. Um, Also, I have one burning question. Who's faster? The Flash? Or Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> I almost spat out. I almost spat out my beer. Uh, oh no, that's bad timing. That's I was kind of hoping you'd do a, a spit take there. <laughs> that was almost a spit um, take. I gotta say, I gotta say, the scene where the Superman and the Flash were kind of battling for speed. Yeah, which ironically is done in slow mo. They're showing yeah, how fast yeah. the the Flash is. But they, the only way they can do that is with slow motion. The only thing going super speed is the film through the camera. Mm, yeah. But it's a digital camera, so it's the ones and zeros getting pumped through that sensor. Yeah, but the that scene was not the best scene in the movie, but it was the coolest. Or it was like the most engaging moment of the film for me, I thought. When the Flash was running really fast and then Superman was keeping up with him and like look, watching him run. And the Flash was kind of freaked out because like Superman's like, He's also fast. So fast. Yeah. But what about the scene where the Flash says, you got to break the rule. You got to go faster than the speed of, say it with me, light. Mm -hmm. You didn't say it with me, but that's fine. (laughs) Um, Light. Oh, sorry. I'm I'm a bit (laughs) off. There we we go. Just (laughs) edit that in post. Just stack them up. It'll be fine. Seamless. Okay. Here we go. Light. Light. Fuck. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Fuck it. Whatever. Um. Obviously, Sonic can't go the speed of light, can he? Has he ever stated how fast uh, he can he go? Can only, he, he can only go that fast when he eats a chili dog. One of his patented chili dogs. Yeah. Oh, speaking of dogs, what about that scene where the car flips oh, and yeah. there's all the hot dogs and buns? Yeah. And I was like, this is like an Alfred Hitchcock, you know, penis and vagina visual metaphor. Mm-hmm. And it is not good. Yeah, You know, like the train going into the tunnel? This was Zack Snyder's train going into a tunnel. It's a bunch of floating hot dogs yeah. and buns as as he, like, saves this woman from a horrific car accident. Yeah. I was like, get a room, you stack of hot dogs. Like, get out of here. <laughs> Fuck off. Ugh. Uh, yeah. Oh, I hated that so much. And then he grabbed one and put it in his pocket, and I was like, ew, what's that for? But then he gave it to the dogs, and it kind of made sense. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was strange. Uh, Yeah. Pretty wild. Yeah. Anywho, I hated the hot dog images in this <laughs> film. There were many of them. They were all upsetting. But anyway, to answer your question, uh, I think the Flash is faster than Sonic the Hedgehog. Sorry to break it to you. Uh, no, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, also, yeah, that's fine. Also, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. You want to know not what's too nuts, different though? from this movie though, because of the human teeth cut. Remember? What? There's a, there's a human teeth cut of Sonic the Hedgehog floating around. Right. Remember the original right. design for Sonic the Hedgehog was where he had mm-hmm. human teeth? Yes. 
Yeah. So there's a human teeth but cut. Release the human you know teeth cut. Nuts. So get this. Superman's kind of related to Sonic in that in the Sonic film, the guy, the main character, is from mm-hmm. Smallville. Really? The TV show. Oh, which you're is right. about yeah. Superman as a kid. Wow. Um, which was on for 10 years when we were a little younger. Yeah. Um, and so that's like he played a Superman and then the Flash is with Superman in this film and we're talking about fast characters and being close to Superman. And here's a little fun fact. Apparently, one of the actors on Smallville used to live on this very block that I live on. Really? Somebody well, who's from Edmonton. in Vancouver. A lot of Canadian talent in that show. Yeah, I don't remember what his name is, but he used to live on this very block. He's from Edmonton. So Cool. Nice. I won't reveal my address. <laughs> so... Fans will have to figure it out their own way. Yeah. Anyway, let's get yes. into some similarities between the two films. <laughs> Great. I forgot that's this why is, we were here. This is our riffiest episode. Have you, <laughs> but are you drinking beer? I am now, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, same. So maybe, maybe we're just hammered. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is my first beer. I yeah, hope I'm, I'm not I've only, I've only, I've been you, nursing You really this. seem to be nursing that nice local beer you're, you're drinking. I've been nursing it for like literally the last three hours. So I am not definitely Ew, drunk. It's, but. it's like molten hot. It's like a cup of cocoa in there now. <laughs> How I like it. Yuck. You, you like it warm? Mm, no, I just, I like it in a can or in a glass. Wow, (laughs) those are really your only two options. Yeah, I know, that's how I like it. I like my beer in a Ziploc bag, and then I just cut a hole in the bottom and (laughs) lap it up. It's like a shotgun, a really easy shotgun. A Ziploc shotgun, yeah. That's good stuff. Okay, anywho, let's get into similarities. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's let's just cross off the ones we've already talked about. Both equestry exploitation films. Yes. Some wild horse action in both movies. In the Justice yes. League movie, they do some crazy flips, those horses. But I guarantee horses were definitely injured in Seven Samurai and yes. none were injured in uh, the Snyder Cut. Yeah, definitely. Uh, both shot or presented in 4x3, not shot in 4x3. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Yeah, a part of me thought that that was... Well, what's interesting Zach is... Zack Snyder paying so, tribute to Seven Samurai by being like, that one's a square movie. I make a square movie too. <laughs> did you like that super cool burn I did on Instagram where I said, this film will look great uh, shaped like a box. Yeah, I did, Said yeah. Zack Snyder. <laughs> uh, yeah. You got him. Um, yeah, well, and also I guess it like compounds. There's a lot of squares in Snyder's film. Mm-hmm. Like the the cubes they're trying to obtain, yeah. Um, and then the film is a square. Like maybe there's a metaphor about how the square is important. Well, Superman Superman is kind of a square, or Clark Kent at least. Clark Kent. Oh, he is a square, isn't he? Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, um, it's strange how how Clark Kent is Superman. I always find that kind of strange how they represent Superman in this movie. Like we're supposed to believe that mild mannered Clark Kent, the guy who works at a newspaper is also the same person as this like malevolent God guy who just destroys buildings and yeah, you know, is like seems more malicious than, uh, great. Definitely. Well, yeah. Yeah. Also dark and brooding Superman doesn't work as a character. No, it doesn't make any sense. No, because he's too powerful. Whereas, like Batman, it's like, yeah, he's just a guy with a like a grappling hook and money. Like he he can be a dick because he's really mm-hmm. not that powerful. But no. when when a god is also an asshole, you're in trouble. Yeah, and that's never happened before in religion. <laughs> hot take, hot take. Okay, we're, so, they're yeah. beefing beefing As- with God right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. With uh, what's his name? Uh, I already forget the antagonist names. Steppenwolf and the other oh, guy. Yeah. I, th- I was gonna say Satan. Hot side, fire side, dark what's side. His name? Dark side. Fire side. <laughs> fire side. Fire side is his brother who is really calm and just likes having cocoa in front of. Like a, a <laughs> and nice he loves fire pit. Christmas. He loves, loves Christmas. the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> um, did, have uh, we only uh, talked about same aspect ratio and the equestrian exploitation? So far, yeah. We keep getting derailed. Okay, what's a third similarity, Mike? Uh, that we've already said? No, I think just 
I think that's all we did, isn't it? Oh no, no, and the directors had a similar uh, uh, plight in the yes. production. Mm-hmm, yeah, uh, they were burdened by the studio and the budget and the runtime. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get into some similarities, some new ones then. Uh, I mean, I'll say it. I thought what we're all thinking. Both movies are about assembling teams. Yeah, yeah. And nice. kind of like an elder statesman kind of character goes about assembling a team to solve a problem. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So there you go. Maybe I'll just add to the equestrian exploitation. There's a lot of ancient weapons used in both films. Okay. You've got swords like within the um like the the Wonder Woman. Where's Wonder Woman from? Um uh Thymuscuria or something like that. I was going to say chlamydia, but her, <laughs> but no, it's her, his, her, uh, her like cohort or whatever, like all mm-hmm. those ladies on horses, Amazonians, warriors, mm-hmm. Amazonians. Um, they all use like ancient weapons, like spears, mm-hmm. uh, bow and arrow swords. And, uh, so do the samurai and the villagers in seven samurai. Yeah. Very good. Very good. So I just want to, and, and they all ride horses. Like they horses are horses. A, a, a plentiful in both, bountiful. Horses are pretty much the car of this movie. Even though, yeah, you know, also like, man, the Batmobile was really underused. Yeah, they really just drove around in Mercedes Benzes or whatever those were. Yeah. What's and your even Wonder Woman, I'm rich. But even Wonder Woman drove around in a Mercedes. Like it was a different car than what Batman had. Well, obviously, oh, 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 one more thing. This, there were blatant ads in this film. Oh, of course, yeah. The Gillette Razor bit mm-hmm, yeah. was fucking hilarious. I laughed out loud. Yeah, Batman shaving. And then the whole time it's like, oh, he's in an airplane? Like, what's going on here? I thought yeah. that was a fucking uh, a riot. The Wayne And then plane. also all the, all the Mercedes stuff was just a fucking joke, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, and there were a few other ads as well. Like, Sony was in there, I think. Um. The Sony recorder, like the audio. Oh recorder. yeah, right. Yeah, it's just like, but every the Gillette thing was a joke. Like it was lit perfectly, like a Gillette commercial. Also, very funny that that cyborg's powers that he can control all technology, and yet his dad sends him that message via an analog tape. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. And that I, I that he has to press that. with his hand. He has to press it with his hand <laughs> and like rewind it with his hand. It's like he can't control it without just like clumsily big... pressing the buttons. That's a big uh, boo-boo, I think. But the question is, can he can control all the technology? Does that is that considered technology that he could control with his like powers, or is it with analog? His brain? I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. That's a yeah. good question. Lots of lots of things to think about with this. All movie. I know is Cyborg as a character sucks. Okay, well, another similarity. Both <laughs> um, uh, both teams or both films have large teams of antagonists. It's not just a singular antagonist. It's like a whole yes. team or army. So you you have the the barley bandits in Seven Samurai, yes, and then you have those like locust flying demon guys with the yellow eyes. Yeah, they were like the flying monkeys in Wizard of Oz, kind of. Yeah, very similar. Yeah, and, uh, they, and were they were called parademons. They were parademons. Parademons, and I think they're from the planet Apocalypse. How do you know this? I was, I had to do research on this movie. Oh, okay. And okay. Uh, I didn't think that was worth bringing up at the beginning of the podcast. But I really dragged it out of you, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, you did. I'm, I'm just wringing you out like a towel, like all this weird information. <laughs> I'm just like, what else do you have, Mike? Uh, yeah, but I'm also, I have to tell out. you, I, I have just... to tell you, it's spelled A P O K O L I P S, I think. That's the planet's name. Oh, wow. Like, spelt like a three-year-old trying to sound out the word would spell it. Mm, like, spell yeah. apocalypse. And it's like, okay, there's definitely yeah. a K in this word. Well, that's what they decided to call it. Dumb. Stupid. I don't know. I mean, they call it mother boxes also. That's true. Yeah. A lot uh, of mom stuff. Yeah. Anyways. So, um, also, speaking of mother boxes, MacGuffin. What'd you call me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you friggin' MacGuffin. Uh, the mother boxes in the movie are a MacGuffin, and in Seven Samurai, I would say the barley is a MacGuffin. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, because it's yeah. like we gotta get this barley, we gotta protect the barley. But then it's like, well, we forgot about the barley. Yeah, they're all chasing the MacGuffin, and then it becomes kind of irrelevant later on. Yeah, um, it's about 
about the lessons they learned along the way or the friends they made along the way, whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I both also both films had a very difficult time assembling their teams. It wasn't easy. Like <clears throat> Aquaman, oh man, just the amount of times that dude took his shirt off mm-hmm. really slowly near water while he was sopping wet. I was like, okay, I get he's Aquaman, but holy mackerel, let's let's move on, please. Yeah. Um Yeah, it did but yeah. But- the Seven Samurai, they still assembled the team faster. They still they did it faster. That's true, but it did take a while. It did take a while. It probably three days. Yeah, but it made sense how they assembled the team, whereas it felt like they were struggling to assemble the team in Justice League, and then the team just kind of came together at some point, and then it was like, okay, well, why did I watch all that other stuff then? Well, you had to find out how everyone's mom died. So, oh, yeah, right. You know, yeah. <laughs> And everyone was like, where's Stan Lee? Like, where is this guy? Good stuff. Uh, what do you got? What's another similarity? Oh, Mike? okay. So one of the first lines in Seven Samurai, uh, when the common folk in the village are sad, uh huh. one of the characters says, the gods want the common folk dead. And that's one of the first lines. And there's just like a wow. reference to gods. And that is what the Justice League characters are. They're just, in the Zack Snyder verse, they are gods. They're not regular people who are just happen to be superheroes. They're gods who can't be controlled and will destroy cities. And, you know, kind of want the common folk dead because in Justice League, you don't really see the common folk. You have no sense of who lives in the city or no, who lives in the true. world. And they really brush over the human characters. Yeah, it really just feels like it's a bunch of gods just sparring with each other, which I guess is what it is. Smacking each other down. Yeah. Because the, the the regular people don't really matter in the grand scheme of things. So yeah. I just thought that was kind of like a interesting first line in Seven Samurai that uh-huh. really kind of pointed to what was going on in Justice League. Yeah. And I would also say both films have Justice Leagues in them in that mm-hmm. the Seven Samurai are kind of a Justice League because they are actually seeking justice. They're like a league of people, seven of them, deep, they're seven samurai deep, this league, and uh, uh-huh. they are like seeking justice. Whereas I would say the Justice League in the Zack Snyder movie is a Justice League in name only. They have like, they actually don't do anything revolving around justice at all. Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? Anyway. Just talking about this movie bums me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you watched four hours of it and you'll watch it again. You'll watch another four hours. I, I have to. I'm obligated now to yeah, watch and it you again have to tonight. Make, you have to make me a Subway sandwich. And I will. You'll get the veggie whatever you, you want. Veggie delight, please. Uh, uh, yeah, I hope it delights you. Um, both films are part of a, a larger sort of a cinematic and external sort of uh, intellectual property. Mm-hmm. Okay, so stay with me. So I'll start with Justice League because that's obvious and then I'll get into Seven Samurai. So Justice League, based off of the comic books, uh, you know, Detective Comics or whatever, Batman was written and then all the other fuckers were written later on and then, uh, you know, eventually they decided to get all these characters in a room together and they all had spats or whatever and then this movie came out of it. Um, but it's based on comic books, pre-existing films, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seven Samurai is an original film, but it has an unofficial sort of spin-off or remake in uh, The Magnificent Seven. That's right, yeah. And so famously, actually, not once, but twice has this happened to Akira Kurosawa because also uh, Akira Kurosawa made Yojimbo, which is an inspiration for uh, the first Clint Eastwood movie in the trilogy, I think Fistful of Dollars? Okay. Yeah, Fistful of, Fistful of Dollars and Yojimbo have the same plot. And actually, Akira Kurosawa sued Sergio Leone. Mm, interesting. Unsuccessfully, which is fascinating. I believe there was no settlement, and the case was like deemed like it just wasn't legit, even mm. though the films are identical. Just one uses swords and the other uses guns. Yeah. 
Um, and then yeah, Magnificent Seven is an obvious like rip on rip off of uh, Seven Samurai, mm-hmm. even down to the baldness of the main guy. Yul Brynner is the old man who joins the team first. Yeah, they're like there's so many similarities. Akira Kurosawa really influenced American blockbuster cinema. Like I would say without mm-hmm. without him, no Star Wars. We wouldn't have Star Wars, and without Star Wars, we wouldn't have Justice League. Ain't that the truth? And without Star Wars, we wouldn't have Jar Jar Binks. Preach, brother, preach. <laughs> and what a world that is. What a world that is. Uh, uh, yeah, preach, yeah, yeah. preach. <laughs> I don't want to uh, live in that world. So I don't want to live in that alternate reality kind of end of Justice League dream sequence reality where Jar Jar doesn't exist. Yeah, same, same. Mm. Um, but yeah, so both, there's like, a, you know, other films or whatever that are like related to these films that we're mm. talking about I, I guess is my distillation of what i've just said yeah good work you're thank you thank you <laughs> i was gonna say you're welcome <laughs> what a weird thing to say. uh both okay. both movies are sausage parties yeah amen amen again preach 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, no, nothing but wieners. Also, a lot of loincloths. Dare I say, in both films, yeah, a lot of butts. In, Just a um, smattering of like bare, bare cheek, but no hole. Okay, okay well, like I, I, I noticed you keep going there. <laughs> you're just yeah, like, yeah. why don't we see buttholes more? Is kind of what you're always saying. Why, why well, is that? it's it's just it's interesting when a film just is obviously shooting around a butthole. Yeah. You know, and I think both of these films did that. Like, Tashira Mifune is literally just wearing, like, a literal loincloth. That's right. With the tightest little string betwixt his cheeks, you know? Yeah, it is true. And, and like, same with uh, Fireside or the or Steppenwolf or whatever the fucking guy's name is. And Bob is saying, release the butthole cut, but re-Seven Samurai. Uh-huh. Yeah. Amen. Again, um, preach. So anyway, as I was saying, both movies are a uh, sausage party. However, there's usually one woman featured. And in the case of Seven Samurai, it is like that one woman who has to dress like a boy. Yeah, who who has a romance with the young guy. Who who isn't officially a samurai. Who isn't officially a samurai. And then, um, I mean, obviously in Justice League, it's Wonder Woman. She is like kind of like the one woman who's allowed to kind of hang out. Um, But... Aside from that, both films, you see a lot of women in a field mm-hmm. because oh, yeah. in Justice League, when they're on the, whatever it's called, Themyscira, the planet that the Amazonians live on, is it a planet? Uh-huh. Where is it? No, it's a dimension on Earth. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. So, so they're like they're like invisible unless you don't want them to be. That's right. That's why they fly invisible airplanes. Well, because in in the Wonder Woman film, the first one, it's like World War One, and uh, Chris Pine or whatever yeah, his right. name is, like crash lands in their world, and they're like, "Oh shit, who's this fucking guy?" Because somehow yeah, right. he got through their like invisibility force field mm. situation. I I don't know. But also in Seven Samurai, uh, you only ever see more than one woman uh, at a time in a field when they're like getting the barley. Or the at barley. the end when they're singing and getting the barley, or there's just other scenes where there's just a big field and it has a bunch of women in it. Anyway, uh huh, yeah, kind of a no, strange a similarity. Mm-hmm. Or I like it. Yeah, uh, both films, dare I say, have extremely similar cinematography and aesthetics. Mm, sure. Very moody. Very low key. Justice League is so desaturated; it's almost black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's yeah really low key lighting a lot of shit happens at night um, a lot of interiors with single source lighting and people are sort of in silhouette yeah um, I also mm-hmm. thought like just for the era uh, Seven Samurai had some really ballsy cinematography I don't know I, I don't oh, know yeah. the dude's name who shot it but really good stuff yeah this super fucking solid especially for like how archaic the gear was back then I know. Well, I mean, this goes back to our original episode and kind of the thesis statement we, we talked about on that episode from Justin DeCane and Susan Kane. We talked about how two teams of people could be, you know, decades apart, have the same gear, 
or in some cases better gear. Yeah. Uh, as in the case of future people and uh-huh. uh, still somehow make a worse movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. And like what Greg Toland did on Citizen Kane is still unmatched. Mm-hmm. Just crazy shit. And I think, yeah, like Seven Samurai is another great example of just how solid people used to be. Yeah. With cinematography and just all the technical stuff. The sound was tinny, like it's in mono, and there's a lot of yelling and crying that really hurt my ears. Mm -hmm. But whatever, I forgive it. It it adds to the aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. So similar cinematography and like similar motivations and looks and the lighting and stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think Justice League was shot poorly. I think it no, looks no, I, cool. I, I don't think so There's either. Some beautiful, beautiful shots in the movie. Shot by Fabian Wagner, who did several ep- famous episodes of Game of Thrones and The Crown. Mm, okay. Super solid shooter. He's really good. He's from yeah. Germany. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah. polished. Very as classy as it gets, kind of. But also totally. for the just because of the nature of the piece, like all style, no substance really. A lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah, it, the film was so good looking and there was just nothing in it. Yeah. It was like a beautifully wrapped present and then you open it and you realize that inside is nothing. Mm-hmm. Just a mirror, but you look for your reflection and you don't see anything and you realize <laughs> you were never there at all. Oh, wow, that's Because your mom died and you're sad or whatever and you're yeah. also a superhero. Anywho, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, both films uh, feature a young guy uh, who is uh-huh. led on the team by the old guy. Uh-huh. So in this case, Batman. That's the Flash on the team. Uh-huh. And the young guy is the only one who kind of has any sort of romantic storyline, even if it's brief. Mm-hmm. And then once he's on the team, everybody kind of ignores him. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And like the Flash is insane in this cut. As I understand it, he's funnier somehow. In the Joss Whedon version, I guess the jokes that he had in that one actually were funny. Because the ones, he's, let me just say, the Flash from Justice League 2021, it's going in my cringe compilation. That, that guy 100%. was making gags left and right. Nobody was laughing on screen. <laughs> Everybody ignored him every time he made a joke. It's like, why would these super serious brooding people like Aquaman and Batman and stuff, and even Superman, like hang out with the Flash? Like, he just seems super annoying. Like just a tool. Yeah, he just is like, you know, wow. just a fucking loser who's yeah. just hanging out and they're like, oh, this guy. Yeah. Like like that younger sibling you don't want to hang out with, but you have to because your parents force you to bring them along with your, your friends. What, what, uh, what you got? Oh, um, the, both films uh, sort of examine passively um, without really saying anything, uh, sort of the disparity between being rich and poor. Yeah, it's true, actually. Like, both films don't have any, like, take. There's nothing to say. There's no thesis. But they do examine or display rich and poor. Yeah, they do, actually, like, yeah. It's it's funny. Like, the Snyder Cut, it's, like, kind of talks about middle America and, like, poverty and then absolute intense wealth for very few people. But it doesn't say anything about it. It just shows it. Yeah, like, Cyborg helps that lady who's struggling to make ends meet by... Hacking yeah, the that was ATM, weird. and then he's like, "I feel good," and I help that lady. You just help one lady, like that's gonna do shit all, man. Later, he joins Batman, this billionaire, and like they yeah. don't do anything else like that for the rest of the movie. Like they don't help people actually. And then that super lame scene when he's like, "How'd you get the house back?" About the bank. Oh yeah, right. Get a room, you two. A couple of sausages. Come on, <laughs> freaking get a room. God damn it. Anyways, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, in, this, in uh, Seven Samurai, it also displays sort of the intense poverty, um, especially in that era of Japan. Like um, how I was saying the samurai would be sort of hired by mm-hmm. higher classes. There were certain eras where they would just be given food and a home, but not paid money because there was no money. Right, right. Um, so that, that, that was actually quite common, was just to get fed, and that was like good enough. But uh, yeah, it just examines like those far those farmers are so poor, and then the people in the bigger villages are not even rich, but they just have more. Yeah, like, they yeah. have some money, and there's even gambling displayed, and you know shit like that. So both both films, but but they don't really say anything. Like nothing's said. No, 
Yeah, the, like the films don't have stances politically, I feel like, in a weird way. Well, yeah, it seems like they kind of are both like, heroes are cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can make a difference, sort of. I know, like, film professors everywhere are just, like, rolling in their graves hearing <laughs> hearing me. Like, Seven Samurai doesn't have anything to say. Seven, Yeah, <laughs> hearing us say, Seven Samurai has nothing to say besides heroes are cool. <laughs> yeah, but also, like, we're not wrong. You you could write a very lengthy, well-informed paper about any movie, including yeah. Seven Samurai. But you could do the same with Justice League. I like how the samurai were not, like, infallible characters. They all had flaws. They all yes. were kind of awkward and, and, and weird, and they were prone to drinking and, you know fraternizing with the ladies and whatever they all some of them were like obsessed with work to a fault Mm -hmm. yeah so they all kind of like yeah they all had some sort of flaw and i guess you could say the justice league characters all had a flaw and that was that their parents had died i guess (laughs) you know you have you have one major flaw and that's because your parents died but it's like it's like the, the, the characterization in seven samurai was good because we didn't need to know their backstories. We had an idea of who these characters were. Whereas yeah, in, totally. in Justice League, they have no idea how to make these characters interesting, aside from them having sad-ass backgrounds where their parents die. Well, and they were just leaning on the fact that the comics exist, and you could just read that, or watch yeah. the fucking animated movies about the Justice League, which are really well done. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, whatever. Uh, I have another one. This one's kind of fun. A lot of, a lot of baldies. Yeah, a lot of baldies for sure, yeah. So you you got Lex Luthor, even though he's not in the movie whatsoever, but he's in the opening credits and has almost top billing. Uh, and you get a quick quick snapshot of him at the beginning and at the end. Lex Luthor is bald. And then several of the samurai are bald, but they have like that unique haircut. I didn't research that, but they like shave the crown or whatever, but not the the cul-de-sac. Or, well, they do this cul-de-sac. Know, it's a cul-de-sac. It. It's a skull to sack. That's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. With a nice ponytail. Kind of cool. Yeah. Batman had a skull to sack under his cowl. They just don't show it. Right. Right. But yeah, so both a lot of baldness, male male baldness in both films. We'll say it. It's bald exploitation. It's the second it's another film in the bald exploitation genre after Avatar the Last Airbender. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, also, um, both movies feature characters who make a plan, who spend a long, long ass time in the movie trying to make a plan, uh, just so that they can fight generic bad guys who also like, don't really come after them for most of the movie. Like it takes a good 50% of the film before you start seeing the bad guys like regularly. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so. I don't know. That's the the barley bandits don't actually like kind of show up until halfway through the movie, and then then they're just getting killed off once one you know one by one. And actually, just they they literally have like a a, t- a tick over. sheet where they just like cross off all the ones that they killed. I love I loved that. So simple, and it just really visually represents the stakes sort of going down in real yeah. time, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah, and also in Justice League, where I I think it was three and a half hours into the film, at one point Batman says the line, "Well, we did it. We finally have a plan." And I was like, I do not remember what happened for the last three and a half hours, but it, I'm pretty sure uh, yeah, they were yeah, making yeah. plans in all those other scenes as well. And it usually involved Flash running into somebody. You can make a plan, but you don't have it until no. you have it. You know? Yeah. Making and having are two different things. You're telling me. Preach, preach, preach. Uh, both films. I guess we said this early on, but they use slow motion very dramatically. Yeah, Lois Lane drinking coffee, talking to that weird cop, walking through the park, mm-hmm. and then the two two deaths are in slow motion. Yeah, that's right. In yeah. uh, Seven Samurai, yeah, and all the more effective for it, as opposed to literally every action scene. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. There's also like some beef within the team in both mm, films there's yeah. some there's some friction one might say some friction some heat some beef uh yeah but it's like it just goes to show the complexity of like 
nothing's a binary even though there's good and evil in both these films there's just like ego and macking with ladies or whatever and that causes friction sometimes within a team that's mostly dudes or whatever yeah yeah just just friction just 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 some friction some heat um yeah i would say that there's also like there's an effort to stifle emotions due to being like a manly man in both movies like the right there's literally a part where a character's crying and then one of the seven samurais like don't cry don't cry don't be a baby you know no crying and then also like in justice league i mean death is around every corner everybody has a dead parent they're all sad about superman but you would they like they all they all don't emote right they just kind of stare blankly into space and talk about what's happening but they never, you never really like actually see them being sad. You just kind of get the sense that they're sad. And mm-hmm. I don't know that it's like the Kuleshov effect of just showing a person staring into space and knowing that they're sad about Superman, you know? I think it 100% is the that Russian Kuleshov effect thing you're talking about. Yeah. Especially with some sad music and a couple of Frappuccinos in one hand and it's also raining. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and also, you know, as we've said already, uh, Amy Adams is a really good, really good at being sad. Mm, she is, yeah. Um, both, or no, no, this is just sort of a separate note altogether. It's pretty wild. Like, the one thing that really didn't age well with Seven Samurai is the whole subplot about the daughters and the women in the village having to be hidden. Mm-hmm. And then there's the one romance, and the dad is so upset because presumably his daughter had sex with the young samurai yeah or 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 they just fiddled around in the woods with you know they just did hand stuff i don't know but it's like <laughs> maybe a little bit of butt stuff i don't know does it a little count? bit of butt stuff i don't know bob wonders <laughs> this is what i stay up at night thinking about <laughs> uh but you know it's just wild like that scene where he's like oh my daughter's like ruined or whatever because she had sex before marriage or what I don't I, whatever he was really implying I don't really know, mm-hmm. but it's just kind of like nasty and archaic and antiquated and uh, it's wild, you know, just kind of a nutso thing that you just wouldn't have in a film now, and it really doesn't add to the movie. No, like like that was one very like wasteful in a film that was three and a half hours. I was like, I feel like there's twenty minutes of just really really intense misogyny we could cut out of this. Oh yeah, and the film sure. would be all the better. Uh, was there a similarity? No, I just thought that was like a <laughs> thing to talk about. No, there's no similarity. Well, I'll I'll try and build on that at least. Oh, oh yeah, cool. So I, I don't know if this is fully misogynist, but for whatever reason, there's like very specific musical cues for women in these movies. So mm. in Seven Samurai, there's that one woman who kind of dies in the barn. Right. And... I think whenever she's on screen, at least during that scene, there's like this flute sound that is plays whenever she's like doing stuff. It's kind of her theme song. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She's like the village. She's like the girlfriend of one of the villagers who kind of is buddy buddy with the seven samurai. I can't remember their names, but uh, in Justice League, literally every time Wonder Woman does anything cool. They play that song that's like, ah, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's the exact same musical cue sing- every single time. Like, there's just this dynamic score that changes throughout the movie when all the guys are doing something, and then Wonder Woman pops in. And then and she's it's like, the same ah, fucking yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, that kind of vocal thing. Mm-hmm. So my joke when I was watching the film... Uh, was that all of the sound cues you hear are diegetic sound. So it's all, there's always somebody <laughs> off camera just singing or playing guitar. <laughs> Not unlike in Mad Max, Fury Road. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's super funny. I like that. Yeah. So Leonard Cohen, there's like a person just playing piano by Batman, playing a Leonard Cohen I song. I have potato range. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, potato range. <laughs> <laughs> r.i.p leonard uh, r.i.p yeah yeah we love leonard cohen we do Don't we're leonard us. cohen stands yeah for sure yeah yeah for sure uh so both films have a uh, meaningful fabric blowing in the wind Ooh, good so you got like the superman banner on the london bridge superman banner in uh 
whatever metropolitan city or whatever the fuck it's called. Mm-hmm. Me- Metro town. What's it called? Metropolis. Metropolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me- me- yeah. And then uh, you got a flag. There's a couple flags in the village, and there's that one scene in Seven Samurai where they, I think it's Toshiro Mifune. He slaps a flag down to try to like rally the village again. Yeah. And it's, and it's really windy and it's blowing and it like gets everyone stoked and then they grab their bamboo spears and start killing uh, barley bandits again. So there's just like use of, you know, meaningful uh, symbolic fabric blowing yeah. in the wind. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, there's like... And, and capes, like capes on, on heroes, you know, yeah. capes on Ben Affleck and Superman. Well, also the Justice League poster... Not all of them is like this, but like I was looking at the one on Letterboxd and it shows just a flag that the, the Justice League flag, but it's like tattered to illustrate oh, really? something bad happened to them when it's a pretty standard issue kind of story. Nothing yeah. bad really happened to them. In fact, things were net positive because Superman came back That's and true. they, they killed the bad positive. guys. So they didn't lose anything. It's like mm-hmm. over dramatic for no reason. That kind of picture of the, the tattered flag. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, someone should rethink that. I'm going to write a letter. If anything, it cemented them as a team. Yeah, it truly did. Yeah, we should write a letter or maybe organize some sort of phone bank system. (laughs) Yeah, we should organize a phone bank. And we should, um, you know, lobby outside of their studio. Yeah, we should. Give give them a real hard time. But dressed as My Little Pony characters. (laughs) Uh, but anyway, I'll be seven... dressed as Sonic. Okay. Oh yeah, you will. You will. I'll be dressed as Stanley. I'll, do, I'll be a Stanley lookalike for that. Rem- remember when we looked up uh, our different hedgehogs, like Bob the Hedgehog and Mike the Hedgehog? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was yeah, fun. big time. But, that um, was fun. What so, what we do for this pod? Am I right? Jeez, what we do for the canines? If people only knew how difficult this was for us. <laughs> what kind of sacrifices we had to make? Uh, but in Seven Samurai, they do have a that. That seven samurai flag, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. 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 It's a sweet flag. It's dope. It looks really good. It's fun that they, they were like, we're a team of seven samurai. Let's make a cool flag. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Like, yeah, go for it. That's cool. Yeah. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, cool. Sweet. Look at these cool samurai. They got a sweet flag. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Those are the similarities between these two films. They are very similar films. They're so similar. This Venn diagram is just a Venn. It's just yeah. a big circular Venn. Nothing diagram about it. No. Yeah, we got to see these two teams assemble themselves over the course of three and a half plus hours each. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah, yeah. Why? Man, we couldn't pick an 80-minute film, hey? Jeez well, maybe Louise. next Maybe next week we'll, we'll do. We'll, we'll Remember we did a, it down a bit. Well, we did a five-second film once. Maybe we'll revisit oh, another, yeah, yeah. another Edison it. classic. What's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, or like a George Melier film, like a nice crisp four minutes yeah. of silent film acting would be pretty slick. I mean, it's wild that movies can be five seconds or they can be four hours. Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting is, would you call Frank Gott Sneeze a film if you if it hadn't been released when it was released? Because now it's like a glorified TikTok. Mm, true. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's funny. Like, it I love funny. Frank Ott Sneeze. I feel like Frank Ott Sneeze should be in the top 250 on IMDb. I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't think IMDb gives credence to the silent stuff as much as they should. I know Sunrise is on there, probably, the F.W. Murnau film, which is super good, and mm-hmm. probably Nosferatu and shit like that, but they should they should get uh, some, some of the oldies, like uh, Workers Leaving the Factory, train entering the station <laughs> it's uh-huh. really like <laughs> really boring eight second films about really banal aspects of life in uh, the 1890s yeah with, uh, with with really explicit uh literal titles i swear there was one where it's just somebody spraying someone with the hose oh yeah 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 you're right yeah it's yeah. a woman and a man beside a house is spraying a hose yeah one, that was the first comedy film probably Definitely, I think so, yeah. That was like a pretty epic episode. Uh, yeah. One, I think one last little activity we can do right at the end uh-huh. to cap this off is um, this is a rare opportunity to take 
the characters from Justice League and figure out which of the seven samurais they are. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, so, obviously, um, the Flash is that young guy. Yes. So, all right. Kat, Katsu, uh, the Katsushiro Okamoto, the untested son of a wealthy landowner samurai. Yeah. So who they Flash. reluctantly take in as a disciple. This is, this is what's on Wikipedia. The yes. Flash, so, the Flash is Katsushiro. 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 Okay. Uh, and then I, I think... Um, who is um, the, 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 the Toshiro Mufune? Who who is he? Uh, Toshiro Ki- Mufune Ki- plays Kiku Chio, so yeah. he's the the kind of temperamental one, the wild card. So he'd be Aquaman. Yeah, he's a bit. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, he's Aquaman. Okay, Aqua is Ki- Kiku Chio. Oh, I fucked that up. Ki- Kiku Chio, Chio, mm-hmm. Ki. Oh fuck it! I'm gonna stop saying it. Uh, Chio. Yeah, and uh, obviously, and, and t- t- uh, Kambi Shimada, the like lead guy, is yeah. Batman. Naturally, Batman. I think there's more samurai than there are Justice Leagues. Really? Yeah, because there's only I think five or six Justice League people. I don't think there's seven of them, is there? Oh, crapper! No, I thought it was seven. I thought there was two, but I don't. I, I think I think it's seven. Well, let's uh, go through it and figure it out. <laughs> So, uh, what 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 about that skinny uh, samurai who has that sword fight with the guy with the sticks, and then he doesn't want to have the actual sword fight, and then he does, and he kills the guy with one move? I think his name is Kyuzo. Uh, that's right, yeah. He's the really skilled he, guy. He'd be Superman, right? I would say he is, yeah. Okay, Superman is Kyuzo. What about the big chubby guy who's the second one to join? Who Who is he? I think he's uh Is that Gorobe? Uh, no, he's Shisho Shisho Roji, played by da- Daisuke Kato. Oh yeah, he's like the first guy Kambe asks. He's like his, yeah, yeah. his old buddy. Who uh who who is I mean, he? I mean, that would have to probably be Wonder Woman. Ah, oh, okay. <laughs> what? I I guess you're right. I guess cuz 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 like in Cuz she she's the, the lore, first one to join, right? She's the first one to join. She in fact was like in Batman versus Superman already kind of on the team. She, she was She was the one in Batman versus Superman who just pulled up the computer app that had just like, "Hey, look at all of these Justice League characters we could maybe meet." Right. Okay, so we have 1 2 3 4 5. Yeah, they're in Justice League there are 6. So we were just missing Cyborg. Crap. Yeah, who's seven, Cyborg? Seven, seven if you count Martian Manhunter. I don't. Okay, you but don't. Yeah. Whatever. You know what? Put Marsh. Okay, fuck it. We, you know what? To round it out, let's put Martian Manhunter in there. Yeah, so I think we met, did. So who do you got? Do you have Kyuzo already? Yeah, yeah. Kyuzo's taken. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we don't have Hihachi. Uh, who is that? He's the, uh, the guy. He's described as an amiable, though less skilled fighter whose charm and wit maintain his comrades' morale in the face of adversity. Oh, he's not on this cast list. Really? That I'm looking at. What What? Uh, what are you on? You're I'm not on Wikipedia. On oh, yeah, it's probably better laid out. Sorry, what's this? So, so is Cyborg that guy? Cy- Cyborg is either Heihachi or he's Gorobe. Gorobe was the archer. Oh, he's right. He's the guy who kind right. of puts together the master plan. I would actually say he's Gorobe. Yeah, I would say he's Gorobe too. Yeah. Gorobe. I really like Gorobe. Actually, yeah. his character is pretty cool. And then Hihachi, I guess, is Martian Manhunter or, I don't know, uh, maybe Green Lantern? Is he no, in the Martian Justice Man League Hunter. even? Uh, Green Lantern is, yeah. Okay, then there you go. Uh, uh, sorry, what's that guy's name? The Japanese dude? Heihachi? Heihachi. Cool. Nice. We did it. So Flash is Ketsushiro. Aquaman is a Kikuchiyo. Batman is a Kambi Shimada. A Superman is Kyuzo. Wonder Woman is a Shisha. A Sh- oh, Jesus Christ. She, Shishiroji. That's right. A Cyborg is Gorobe. And Martian Manhunter is Hihachi. Nice. We did it. Yeah. There we, nice. That now, nice. let's go through all of the villagers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Farmer Rikichi, Farmer Yohi. Mm hmm. What what about all the thieves? Well, I mean, we know that the bandit chief is um is Darkseed. And then yeah. the bandit second in command 
is Steppenwolf. <laughs> yeah. Who who's the old man Gi uh Gisaku? The guy in, who like keeps his eyes closed and he's old and he sits throughout the movie. And I think he yeah, dies right. in the Who 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 would he be in the I mean the isn't he Justice um, League? Isn't he um isn't he Cyborg's dad? You're right. Yeah, he's Cyborg's dad. Yeah, yeah nice. Kind of nice. like the That's patriarch. That's a good way to wrap this up. That's he's really the patriarch nice. who kind of like helps. He kind of helps out a little bit, but dies. <laughs> yeah, like isn't that helpful, really? But it does mm. help out a little bit. Yeah, and then uh, Manzo, the farmer who disguises his daughter as a boy, is uh, you know the la- the lead lady of the Amazons. I can't remember her name. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So she, yeah. So she wow. basically is like Wonder Woman gets to join the boys' club instead of being a part of this massive women's club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, that was a. I'm glad we did that little fun activity off the end. I think that was what people were clamoring for. Uh they were they were clawing for it with their little canine paws. Yeah, just <laughs> just like, just like the pitter patter of uh, claws along a hardwood floor. Yeah, <laughs> just clamoring for it. Um. Yeah. This. I. You know. I did enjoy watching Seven Samurai. I'm glad I didn't know how long it was until I started it because I would have not wanted to do it. Yeah. Same. So I'm. I'm. I'm glad that worked out. Yeah. I thought it was an hour and a half going in, and then after we both agreed to it, and I was like, "What? It's three and a half hours to watch almost eight hours of movie for this friggin' podcast? What the hell is this? Oh God damn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fascinating though, like similar runtime, Lagan, so much more compelling than Justice League. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, I know. That's four hours and they use every moment of it. How nuts is that? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just so, and that movie fucking whizzed by. Yeah. Not our first four hour movie. No, we're really becoming masochists. I feel like that's what the canines are salivating for is the masochism (laughs) we're enduring for this podcast. Just like people watching movies that are way too long for a non-visual medium such as podcasting. Just like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, anyway, well, that's that was our episode, I'd say. Yeah, I hope everyone sat through this. If you didn't, get fucked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> the uh, hammer coming kidding, down hard. Kidding. Yeah, yeah. The the No, yeah, you're right. Hammer, I guess, is good. I was going to try to think of like a weapon that would have made sense within the Justice League, but I got nothing. They don't have hammers. That's Thor's thing. Oh, yeah, you're right. Even yeah, Steppenwolf doesn't have a weapon? He doesn't, he doesn't have a big hammer? Uh, no, I don't think so. He's like a, uh, He is a weapon, isn't he? He He's the hammer. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. only one who really carried a weapon was Aquaman. He had a trident. Right. A so Bob was throwing down the trident. He had a big fork. Bob's dropping yeah. the fork. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Yeah, thanks. Assuming I, I think thanks for enduring. Yeah, thanks for enduring. Thanks um, for watching these two movies along with us. I know yeah, yeah, did. thanks. Oof, you really, you really did a solid this week. Um, uh, and until next time, I guess uh, all we can say is goodbye. Bye. <laughs>